0: Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says قُل say shall we inform you بِالْأَخْسَرِينَ A'mala with those who are greatest losers when it comes to actions? Shall we tell you shall we inform you of those who will suffer the most with regards to their deeds with regards to their actions? أَخْسَرِين Notice it's not خَاسِرِين أَخْسَرِين أَخْسَر Is one who suffers most One who is in the greatest loss Shall we tell you about those Who will suffer most concerning their deeds Do you want to know Yes or no Why Why do you want to know So that you can avoid such action So that we can Avoid the actions of such people In order to be successful in the hereafter The fact is That every single person Is in loss every single human being is suffering decline every moment in his time in his age in his abilities everything is deteriorating constantly with each minute that passes a person is losing a portion of his life so every single person is in loss however there are only some people who are saved from this loss and who are they? Asr. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ لَفِي خُسْرَ إِلَّا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Every person is in loss. Any action that he does is a source of loss for him. Except for who? The person who has iman. And the kind of actions that he does are what? عَمَلْ صَالِحِ And his mission is to advise to the truth. Because when a person believes something to be the truth Then he cannot keep it to himself What will he do? What will he do? He will share it with others When he finds out something He will definitely share it with others And if he does not share it with others Then what's going to happen? He will not be able to practice that truth What وَتَوَاصَ sabr And advice to patients Because anything that you do in this dunya Especially something good There are many difficulties that come a person's way We need moral support We need the motivation. So, those people who motivate one another, who support one another, who don't let one another fall and slip, they're the ones who will be successful. Other than these, every single person is in loss. So, who are those who are going to suffer with regards to their actions, that their actions are not going to bring them any benefit at all, no matter what they have done, no matter what they have acquired? Allah Subhanahu wa Ta'ala says they are alladhina those who dallasa'yuhum their sari their effort their hard work their endeavor it is lost dalla it's lost it's finished where is it lost fil hayat al-dunya in the life of this world whatever they did anything that they accomplished any work they did it got lost in the dunya how That it did not go with them to the hereafter. Because all their deeds were focused on what? On this dunya. They never aimed for the akhirah. They never did anything for the akhirah. All their accomplishments are only limited to the benefits of this dunya. Alladheena ddalla sa'iyyum filhayat al dunya. Nothing of their deeds will accompany them in the hereafter, bringing them reward nothing at all and the sad part is that they think while they're busy doing these actions they think that أنهم, that indeed they صنعا, that they are doing well in work that whatever works they're doing whatever actions they're doing they're excellent the best deeds they' are the ones who are doing them no one is better than them in action but the fact is that such people are worst when it comes to action. They're the greatest losers when it comes to action. They think that yuhsanuna sunna. sun'a is from the root letter sad nun ayin, and sun'a is to do something with skill. It is to produce something. Basically, this word is used for manufacturing products, producing things in a factory, for instance. It's used for craftsmanship. And how is such work done? With a lot of skill and expertise. Any random person cannot go and work in the factory. No, he has to get some training. He has to follow a certain procedure. The things that are produced, they have to be of a certain size, of a certain weight, of a certain color. Isn't it so? All of the things are fixed from before. This is what sunnah is. It is to do something with perfection, with skill, to the best of one's ability. So, وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ They think that what they're crafting, that what they're doing, Whatever efforts they're putting in, they're the best deeds. So in other words, the truth is confused to such people. They're confused about their reality. In reality, they're on falsehood. What they're doing is wrong. Because they assume that they're doing good, but in reality they are wrong. But they think that they are on the truth. And this is something that is very common. If you look at it, each person what does he think he's right and others are wrong the followers of each religion the adherents of every sect what do they think that we are right and everybody else is wrong and when a person is of this mindset I am right then there is absolutely no room for improvement because he's not going to search for truth he is thinking he's right nothing needs to change nothing needs to be improved when he has this mindset, he will not search for the truth, he will not acquire it, he will not implement it, and he will not improve himself. He will not strive to change himself. So such a person is in greatest loss. Who is successful then? The person who believes in what Allah has said. Because وَمَنْ أَصْدَقُ مِنَ اللَّهِ No one is more truthful than Allah. الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ وتواصل بِالْحَقِّ وتواصل بِالصَّبْرِ Only such people are successful. Other than them, everyone is in loss. Even if they are working morning and evening. They are working day and night. They are working constantly on weekdays, on weekends, double shifts, night shifts. They are working all the time. But still their deeds are fruitless. Their efforts are useless. They're not going to bring them any benefit in the akhirah. Not even one bit. Why? Because we have learned al-malu wal banuna zina tul hayat dunya They are only a zina in this dunya. So if a person's entire focus in this life becomes his mal and banoon, and he does not focus on baqiyatu-salihat, isn't he the greatest loser? Isn't he the greatest loser? What a bad investment he has done. That he spent all his life, all his energy, all his money into what? Mal and Banoon. And nothing for Baqiyatus. Salihat. And at the same time, he thinks that he's right. That what he's doing is perfectly fine. There is nothing wrong in his lifestyle, there is nothing wrong in his perspective, on his outlook on life, in the kind of work that he's doing. So the person who is in greatest loss with regards to his deeds. Is the one whose entire focus is the enjoyment of this life. That is his focus. He does not think about the Akhirah. He does not worry about the Akhirah. He does not prepare for the Akhirah. And this is why whatever he acquires, no matter how much it is, where will it be left? In the dunya. No matter how much money it may be, thousands, billions of dollars. No matter how many huge houses he has acquired, he has bought even if he has a big list of qualifications, even if he has educated children, even if he has elite circle of friends, if he has a thriving business, multiple businesses, all of them will be left where? In this dunya. Because he never worked for the Akhirah. And when he will come before his Lord, he will have nothing. He will have nothing. Because all he did was for what? this dunya he did not have the akhirah in mind so when he will come before his lord he will have nothing with him we learn in the quran and we will regard whatever they have done of deeds and then we will make them as dust that is dispersed if you look at it this thinking is so common in the world today we see muslims and non-muslims alike What's their focus in life? Dunya. That's their focus. Their focus is not the akhirah. They're working. They're busy. Even if it's something like cooking and cleaning and raising children, going shopping, buying something, selling something. All of this revolves around what? Only dunya. Never for a moment does a person think that I'm doing this so that my Lord will be happy. I'm doing this the halal way, following these certain restrictions according to the approval of my Lord so that he will reward me for my sabr, for my endurance hardly ever rarely ever do people think like this and when a person's goal becomes a dunya then he will not have those actions with him in the hereafter even if apparently those actions may seem to be extremely beautiful extremely amazing, very great even if they may be very beneficial like for example a person may be very charitable Maybe he has a huge business And with all the money he makes He gives huge amounts of charity Donations But that will not benefit him Why? Because his focus is not the Akhirah A person's focus must be the Akhirah Then his deeds will benefit him We learned that Dhul He achieved a lot Didn't he? He traveled from one place to the other He conquered one land after the other He built such a huge wall but what did he say? What did he say? هذا من ربي This is from the mercy of my Lord. And he had the Akhirah in mind. فَإِذَا جَاءَ وَعْدُ رَبِّي جَعَلَهُ دَكَّا When the promise of my Lord will come, He will make it dhaka, He will make it dust. So we see that in our deen, we are not condemned, we are not discouraged from excelling in the dunya. Because sometimes people misunderstand this. This ayah does not mean that a person must not strive to excel in his dunya, to be successful in his worldly affairs. But what our religion does condemn is that a person does what he does only for the sake of dunya. That if he's working, if he's making money, if he's buying a house, if he wants to become a millionaire, it's only for the sake of dunya. It's only because he wants to enjoy you see there is a difference When a person is buying a house So that he can just live there Enjoy there with his family Just have a house for the sake of having a house And the other is that a person has a house With the intention That he will provide for his family Because he has been made the qawwam He has been made responsible For providing his family He takes it as his duty And so he's doing it in obedience To the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and with the house that he has, he doesn't do anything that would go against the commands of Allah. For instance, nothing is done in that house, nothing is done through that house that would be in disobedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is the condition. Do whatever you wish to. However, make sure that it's according to the instructions that Allah has given. And make sure that in the long run, a person's focus is the Akhirah. That this is only a means It's not the goal My house My money My success My career My education This is not a goal It's a means There's a difference in the two When a person thinks it's his goal Then he stops there When a person thinks it's the means Then his focus becomes the akhirah Then he will not get lost in it So many times it happens So many times That people get more money And they lose their religion Many times people say things such as this that, you know, if I'm working, if I'm studying, if I'm buying this house, if I'm doing this, it's you know, falling in the category of worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because a believer whenever he does something according to the instructions that Allah has given, it is an act of worship. Remember that hadith? That when the Prophet told the Sahaba that even when you go to your wife, even that is ibadah. So the Sahaba were surprised. How come? He said that if you were to go to someone who is not related to you then that would be haram. So when you are going through the halal way, this is what? In obedience to the command of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But you see, when a believer he does this consciously, that I am doing this because this is what my Lord wants me to do. And his focus is the akhirah. This is why he's doing only what his Lord wants him to do. And when he is trying to excel in his dunya, his religion is not being compromised. This is the criteria. Because many times we see people are working day in and day out, increasing in their wealth, in their education, but their religion is being compromised. Their salah is being compromised. The hudud of the sharia are being compromised. Just to make more money, just to gain more friends, people will go in the company of those who are drinking alcohol. They will be in the company of those in which haram is being done publicly, openly. They will make money through haram means. This is not acceptable. And when a person does not Care about the akhirah, Then he thinks Okay this is my goal Therefore do whatever you want to And politically correct answer is That this is a part of worshipping Allah Subhanahu wa ta'ala Whereas in reality it's not So many times it happens That people who are Busy working for the dunya Making more dunya They compromise on their religion Just recently I came across someone who Is excelling tremendously in their business In the work that they're doing But they have lost their family and in their house are bottles of alcohol and so many wrong things are happening to the point that you, know, you don't want to associate the person with the kind of actions that are happening it's sad it's sad And initially a person may say, this is all halal, this is all worship, you know, I'm making more money. Muslims should have a good image and Muslims should be, you know, more wealthy so that they can help one another. They can contribute to the masajid. They can do this, they can do that. Yes, initially it starts off with that niyyah. But many times the focus shifts. This is where the danger comes in. And such a person, no matter what he has acquired, even if it's billions of dollars, Many, many houses. The business may be thriving, but it's of no use before Allah. It's of no value before Allah. Therefore, never get deceived by this. Never be impressed by the wealth, by the charm, by the success of such people. Because it's possible you come across them and you wonder, how lucky. They have such a huge house. They have such a huge business. They're such wealthy people. But never be deceived because what good is that wealth? What good is that wealth? when they're going to go before Allah with nothing in their hands. The dunya and deen have become completely separated. They are two different entities for them. They have separated. How? That their dunya is the goal and the deen is just a part-time thing. Something that you compromise on, something that you leave, something that you neglect, something that you don't focus that much on. But the main focus is what? Is the dunya. And the dunya is not being used to achieve the akhirah. Nobody is perfect. Everybody makes mistakes It happens that you have a good niyyah at the beginning And halfway through shaitan comes in You have a different niyyah Your focus changes It shifts Nobody is perfect However This is why we are told to recite this surah Every Friday So that we can be reminded So that we can question our deeds So that we can question ourselves What I'm doing Is it really worth something in the akhirah? What I'm doing Is it just going to be left behind in the dunya? Or is it going to make it with me to the akhirah? This is why this surah is such an important reminder that we are to read it every single Friday to remind ourselves with it. This excuse that I'm not perfect is just to justify the wrong actions. However, yes, nobody is perfect. But it doesn't mean just because you're not perfect you must not try. We have not been sent in this dunya to become perfect. We have been sent in this dunya to put in effort, to try, to work, to show obedience. We learn in Surah Al-Isra, Ayah number 19. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, وَمَنْ أَرَادِ الْآخِرَةَ And whoever desires the hereafter. وَسَعَالَهَا سَعْيَهَا And he exerts the effort that is due to it. وَهُوَ مُؤْمِنٌ While he is a believer. فَأُولَٰئِكَ كَانَ سَعْيُهُمَّ مَشْكُورًا Then it is those whose effort is ever appreciated by Allah. So whose works are appreciated by Allah? Those whose desire, whose focus is the akhirah, And it's not just that they desire the akhirah, but that they're putting in the required effort. And there's also iman. Then such people, their efforts are going to bring benefit in the hereafter. Allah is going to appreciate their efforts. So we need to question ourselves with regards to every deed that we're doing. Every single deed. Even if it's an act of ibadah an act of ritual worship like salah think about it analyze that what value does this have I'm spending 5 minutes I'm spending 10 minutes I'm spending 15 minutes 20 minutes half an hour what benefit is this going to bring me in the hereafter if it's being done with riya useless useless waste of time waste of effort if it's being done with major aspects of salah being compromised Like a person does not care about wudu She does not care about the right hijab She does not care about her dress During the salah Then that effort is useless This is أَخْسَرِينَ a'mala That a person is putting in so much effort In doing something But it will bring him no benefit In the hereafter ضَلَّ سَعْيٌّ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَهُمْ يَحْسَبُونَ أَنَّهُمْ يَحْسِنُونَ الصُنْرًا أُولَئِكَ الَّذِينَ It is those people who Kafarubi ayati Rabbihim, Who have disbelieved in the ayat of their Lord. Such people, they have disbelieved, they have rejected, they have denied the ayat of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Waliqaihi And also his meeting. Because when a person truly believes in the meeting of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter, then he will strive to prepare for it. He will work, he will put an effort to prepare himself for that meeting. Think about it A person who is waiting for the day That they are going to meet their spouse The wedding day When does the preparation begin? Think about it Sometimes years before Sometimes months before People will delay their wedding They will remain engaged for years at times Why? So that they can prepare for that day So that everything can be set and ready Why? Because they believe in that meeting Similarly if a person believes Is sure that he is going to meet His Lord one day In the hereafter If he really believes in it He will prepare for it He will work For that meeting It's not possible that a person says Yes, yes I am going to get married But I'm not getting my wedding dress made Yes, I am getting married But I'm not getting a house ready for my wife What are you going to say about this person? He's not serious She's not serious they're just saying like that. They're not getting married. They don't have any plans. And if they're serious, it will be obvious in their plans, in their actions, in their activities, in their schedule, in their life plan. It will be very obvious. So a person who believes in the meeting with his Lord, he will prepare for it. And a person who does not believe in it, he will not prepare for it. الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ وَلِقَائِهِ And remember the ayat of Allah are of two types. كَوْنِ as well as shar'i. So they have rejected the ayat kawni Ayat kawni like for example The sun, the moon That Allah has not created them This wealth that I have Allah did not give it to me I acquired it myself This beauty I have It's my family This is what? Rejecting the ayat of Allah Ayat shari'i Like for example That this Quran Is a human fabrication It's the word of a human being Why do you have to follow the Prophet Sallallahu Why do you have to follow his commands? Why do you have to follow his instructions? You don't need to follow the sunnah do whatever you wish. This is what? Rejecting the shuddery ayat. أُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ وَلِقَائِهِ And because of this kufr, فَحَبِطَتْ أعمالهم. Their deeds are wasted. Wasted. Finished. حَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ No matter how good they may appear to be. No matter how righteous they may appear to be. No matter how generous they are. No matter how kind they are no matter how much they smile, no matter how much they give to the poor and the needy, no matter how successful they are in their worldly careers, no matter how much money they have made, no matter how good they are to their relatives, فَحَبِطَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ Their Sari will not benefit them. فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ So we shall not assign for them. يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ On the day of resurrection, was none any weight. To their deeds... We will not assign any weight at all. فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنًا Remember we learned earlier, The wazn on that day is going to be حَق. All deeds are going to be weighed. But their deeds, all the effort they put in to establish their career, to establish their business, to make all that money, all their deeds, which may appear to be extremely big in this dunya, Great accomplishments. They will be put on the scale and they will have no weight. No weight. Zero. Nothing at all. فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمُ القيامة Why? Because they never did those actions for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. They never did them according to the instructions of Allah. All their deeds revolved around the dunya. Nothing for the Akhirah. This is how low and degraded they are in the sight of Allah. That when their deeds are placed on the scale, no weight. They may have amassed, accumulated a lot of wealth, but no weight. And remember that on the scale, it's not just the deeds that are going to be weighed. What else is going to be weighed? The person himself is going to be weighed. We learned the Prophet ﷺ said, "A huge, fat man will come forward on the day of resurrection, and he will weigh no more than the wing of a mosquito to Allah. He'll be put on the scale, and he will have absolutely no weight." If you notice in the surah, there's a lot of emphasis on deeds, on actions. But what kind of actions? That are أحسن That are صالح باقيات الصالحات أحسن عملا This is what the emphasis is on Because near Allah The quantity is not as much important As is the quality of actions A person may have done many actions But if they are not of a certain quality They do not carry any weight They do not carry any weight at all but on the other hand, if a person performs only a few deeds, but with ikhlas, with tawheed, in accordance to the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ, this would make the scale very heavy. And if a person has many, but without sincerity, those deeds will have no weight. In Suratul Al-Mu'minun, Ayah 103 to 104, we learn, وَمَنْ خَفَّتْ مَوَازِينُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ الَّذِينَ خَسِرُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ فِي جَهَنَّمَ خَالِدُونَ النَّارِ وَهُمْ فيها كالحون. But those who scaled their light, those are the ones who have lost their souls. Being in hell, abiding eternally. The fire will sear their faces and they therein will have tout smiles. But the believer, when he does a worldly task even, if he does it with a good intention, if he does it according to the teachings of Allah and His Messenger, then he will be rewarded for it. Even if apparently that action is a worldly action. And with those actions, he also focuses on such deeds that are exclusively for the sake of the hereafter. There is a balance. You see, we go on to extremes. We say, do everything of this dunya, just make your niya good. Don't bother praying, don't bother reciting the Quran, giving sadaqah, studying the Quran, nothing like that. Just busy yourself and know that you're a Muslim woman and this is enough for you. That's not sufficient Balance must be there However when a believer does something With good niyyah And according to the teachings of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Then he is rewarded for it Even if it's a simple action such as Cooking food That if a person prepares food With halal ingredients And she prepares the food so that she can Feed her children She can feed her husband So that they can become strong Healthy Muslims Who can worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala better who can bring benefit to humanity this cooking one meal is also an act that is going to bring reward to her we learned that once Imam al-Shafiri he visited Imam Ahmad ibn Hanbal Imam al-Shafiri was his teacher and Imam Ahmad he had prepared a lot of food for him so when he came he ate a lot and the wife of Imam Ahmad she was surprised because generally when you think of righteous people you don't think that they are going to eat a lot of food So he ate a lot And his wife She said that you have praised him so much Look he ate so much food So Um, Ahmad he went and asked him then That how come you ate so much food So he replied oh Ahmad I ate plenty because I know for certain That your food is halal Your food is halal This is why I ate plenty And you are a generous man And the food that comes from a generous man Is a cure While the food that comes from a stingy man Is a disease This is why I ate the food I ate so much of it Because I know that the source is halal And you're offering it with good intention You're offering it with good heart With your generosity This is why I ate so much of it Now unfortunately many times we also cook food But what are we thinking? What a waste of time Why do I have to cook every day? This is such a burden. This is not fair. This is against women's rights. When is my husband going to start cooking? I have to go to school as well if he has to go to work. I have to look at housework and he doesn't need to do that. How come he doesn't cook? And with that, we put so much anger in the food that even if our children and our husbands and we eat that food, we cannot benefit at all. Good niya, good intention is extremely important. Whenever, if I cook bread... And sometimes it comes out burnt. My dad said, were you very angry? That the anger is being reflected on the bread. That it's come out burnt. Which is why it's not going to be a source of benefit and nutrition. It's a waste of food. So a simple deed, even such as cooking food, if it's done with good niya, with positive thinking, look at how beneficial it may be. And the same action if it's done with if it's done with anger, if it's done with ghadab, with you know, reminding people of favors look, I stood for so long, I stood for three hours trying to cook this food and here you are eating in ten minutes, not even eating property and going away. This is not fair. No. Have a good intention. Expect reward from Allah. And when a person has ikhlas, then all of his deeds are rewarded. And without ikhlas, nothing is rewarded. No matter how righteous apparently that action may be. We learned the Prophet ﷺ once he said to the companions Seek refuge in Allah against the pit of grief Seek refuge in Allah against the pit of grief So the companions asked Allah's messenger, what is that pit of grief? He replied, it is a river in hell It is a river in hell Against which even hell seeks refuge 400 times a day It's a river from which Even hell seek refuge 400 times a day They again asked Oh Allah's messenger Who will enter it? And he responded It has been prepared For the reciters of the Quran Desiring to show off their deeds Reciters of the Quran Desiring to show off their deeds The most detestable of the reciters In the sight of Allah Are those who frequently visit the rulers why? To gain worldly benefits. So a person may be performing the most righteous of actions on the apparent, but if there is no ikhlas, if it's not done for the sake of Allah, it's a great loss. It's not just a loss, it's a big liability. It's a big harm. It's going to bring great punishment. It's not that the scale will produce no results, it will be zero. No, it will be in the minuses, bringing punishment to a person. That is a recompense. Jahannamu, hellfire. Why? Because they disbelieved. Because they did kufr, this is why they will get this reward, this recompense. واتخذوا, and they took ayati, my verses, wa and my messengers, khuzuan, in ridicule. Instead of believing, instead of accepting, what did they do? They took my verses and my messengers in ridicule. They mocked at them. They made fun of the ayat, they made fun of the messengers. And remember, ayat include commands of Allah. Making fun of the hijab. Making fun of the miswak. Making fun of the beard. Making fun of rolling up of the pants. This is what? Ayat of Allah. Making fun of them? This is something unacceptable. Making fun of the ayat kauni even. If a person makes fun of another human being. What is another human being? Creation of Allah. An ayah. And if a person makes fun of his features. If a person makes fun of the way he talks. The way he walks perhaps. This is what? Making fun of the ayat of Allah. If a person makes fun of the system that Allah has set, of rain, of snow, this is what? Mocking at the ayat of Allah. وَرُسُلِي and my messengers, the one? In mockery. Making fun of the sunnah of the Prophet wasallam. Making fun of the words of the Prophet sallallahu wasallam. Of his character, of his behavior, of his family, of his wives. Of his personal affairs This is what? Not acceptable We learn in Surah Al-Anbiya Ayah number 36 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says وَإِذَا رَآكَ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا إِنْ يَتَّخِذُونَكَ إِلَّا هُزُوًا When the disbelievers see you They only take you in mockery They begin to make fun of you In Surah furqan Ayah 41 we see أَهَذَا الَّذِي بَعَثَ اللَّهُ رَسُولًا They would make fun of him saying Is this the person whom Allah appointed to be a messenger? Like even today people say that why him, why that man from Arabia such a long time ago, why do we have to follow him? We are in the present day and age. We shouldn't be following him. And people mock at him. Those people who mock, for them is such punishment. Jaza'uhum Jahannam.
1: Recitation. <laughs> وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَجَمَعْنَاهُمْ جَمْعًا وَعَرَضْنَا جَهَنَّمَ يَوْمَئِذٍ لِلْكَافِرِينَ are الذين كانت أعينهم في غطاء عن ذكري وكانوا لا يستطيعون سماع أفحسب الذين كفروا أن يتخذوا عبادي من دوني أو كَفَرُوا بِآيَاتِ رَبِّهِمْ وَلِقَائِهِ فَحَبِقَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فَحَبِقَتْ أَعْمَالُهُمْ فَلَا نُقِيمُ لَهُمْ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ وَزْنًا ذلك جزاؤهم جهنم بما كفروا واتخذوا واتخذوا آياتي ورسلي هزوا وتركنا بعضهم
2: يومئذ يموج في بعض ونفخ في الصور فجمعناهم جمعا واعتدنا جهنم للكافرين نزلا قل هل ننبئكم بالاخسرين اعمالا الذين ضل سعيهم في الحياة الدنيا وهم يحسبون انهم يحسنون صنعا
3: وَتَرَكْنَا بَعْضَهُمْ يَوْمَئِذٍ يَمُوجُ فِي بَعْضٍ وَنُفِخَ فِي الصُّورِ فَجَمَعْنَاهُمْ جَمْعًا وعرونا جهنم يَوْمَئِذٍ لِّلْكَافِرِينَ عَرْضًا جهنم يَوْمَئِذٍ لِّلْكَافِرِينَ عَرْضًا الَّذِينَ كَانَتْ أَعْيُنُهُمْ فِي غِطَاءٍ لَّكِرِي وَكَانُوا لَا يَسْتَطِيعُونَ سَمْعًا أفحسب الذين كفروا أن يتخذوا عبادي من دوني أولياء إنا أعتدنا جهنم للكافرين نزلا قل هل ننبئكم بالأخسرين أعمالا قل هل ننبئكم بالأخسرين أعمالا الذين ولس عيون وهم يحسبون أنهم يحسنون صنع أولئك الذين كفروا بآيات رَبِّهِمْ ونقائه اولئك الذين كفروا بايات ربهم ولقائه فحبطت اعمالهم فحبطت اعمالهم فلا نقيم لهم يوم القيامة وزنا ذلك جزاؤهم جهنم بما كفروا بما كفروا واتخذوا اياتي ورسلي هزوا